Welcome to the Vibrant Family Podcast of FCBC Walnut, where we talk about church as family and family as church. I'm Katie Lee, the children's director here, and with me is Pastor Terrence. Hello. Yes, and this is our second episode. Yes, it's coming through fast. You know, PT, I want to ask you, you just came back from a vacation. I did. I went to Disney World with my family. Florida. Yes, in Florida, in Orlando. Yeah. So how was it? It was a lot of fun, but it was really short. We were there for five days, including travel time. So really, we were there for like three and a half days. But you went with a particular purpose, though. We did. And so our hope with Disney World was always that it would become a family tradition for us. And so we went there for our honeymoon. We went there 10 years after that with Thomas and Rachel. And then now we're one year shy of our 20th anniversary. And so we decided to go because Thomas and his high school orchestra were performing there. Oh, that's nice. What did you guys do it like tourist things? I mean, you've been there twice before, so yeah, but you know, it's changed a lot, so it felt like a brand new experience for us. And Disney World is just so much bigger, it's like its own city, so it was very different, which is also why it was enjoyable. Hmm. And this is the first time with three kids. Well, I mean, yes and no, it's three kids, yes, but Thomas pretty much was with his high school buddies the whole time. So we caught, okay. him, we caught him for a very little bit of time. It was like a Bigfoot sighting. Uh, so but, you uh, swapped out Thomas for Tobias. That's pretty much what happened. Okay. And then with an older Rachel that remembers things now. Oh, that's nice. What are, uh, you have any uh, thoughts about that from your vacation now that it's 10 years later? Yeah, well, I mean, there's a few thoughts. First of all, Disney World is so big. So that's something that maybe we aren't used to if you know we are more comfortable or familiar with Disneyland where everything's compacted it's like its own little city so buses and land and and everything was just very different so it's a different experience and planning for it so we had a lot of learning to do there but there were a couple insights too because of the passage of time since the last time that we went so one of the things that really caught my attention was that since it was nine years since the last time we went and that Thomas and Tobias are nine years apart There were many times in which I just found myself staring at my youngest son, and there was all kinds of, you know, memories and flashbacks that came to me. Oh, those are sentimental moments. Yeah, and and there were visual moments when I could imagine him doing something that Thomas had done, but yet so much of this had been, you know, stored in the back of my memory that I don't think about it, I don't access it. And so I had a lot of those moments where I can imagine and envision what it was like nine years ago because Tobias is at the same age. Did you feel a little bit uh, sad that Thomas is now in high school and he's grown? And No, I, I didn't feel sad. I'm actually, I was pretty proud. Oh, good. Because that was even the occasion that we had to go to Disney World is because he is more grown. He's able to, to do some amazing things with the orchestra. And so it was great to be able to catch him in doing that. But I did, in those moments, oftentimes think, you know what? Time has passed and God has been faithful because... We only count day to day, sometimes week to week, year to year. But knowing that God has sustained our family through the course of these nine years and for Thomas then to be in high school and and for us to still have a a Tobias and a Rachel to be able to disciple, it's it's really wonderful to, to be able to see that. But then in those moments, too, I also found myself realizing, you know what, there were some things that we did well and there were many things in which I came short as a father. I think every parent would feel that way. Yeah. We, we look at our own shortcomings. I mean, I do. Yeah. And so I think I had those moments where I thought about, you know what? You know, with, with Tobias, from what I've learned, here's what I want to do differently. Here's ways in which, because he is also different than my other two kids, how would I want to be in his life? How would I want to be intentional with him? How would I want to point him to Jesus? 
So those moments were very precious to me. So it gives you a second chance, sort of. <laughs> yes, it gives me this fresh opportunity because it's another kid. Actually, you know, even with Thomas, every day is a new day. And mm -hmm. I, I, that's, that's the encouragement I usually give to parents is that it's never too late. No matter what mistakes you've made, and we can all admit to uh, mistakes that we could have done this, we could have done that. But it's never too late. You know, um, even with my kids, I mean, two of them are married. And it's still not too late. You know, whatever that I see now as I could have done this, you know, I can, I can still do it now. Mm -hmm. I mean, not in the same way, of course. Sure. <laughs> now, there was something else, too, that, that uh, really hit me when I was there for that week. And it was where, on a couple of occasions, I took both Tobias and, and Rachel to go swimming in a pool. Uh, that was you know, where we were staying. And, you know, I took them, you know, they, they got their swimsuits on. They were already suntan lotion. Everything was great. So naturally, you just jump in with the kids. And we're playing, and Tobias didn't even know what to do. He didn't know how to swim yet. He's oh. still wearing a vest. <laughs> I can picture right? him. But he's, he's making cannon, cannonballs all over the place, <laughs> so excited. But then, you know, along the way, you, you would find uh, where, in one instance, there was a dad that came in, you know, brought the two kids with him, seemed, you know, really just connected and, and responsible. But then after the kids went in the pool, he went back to his room. And there yeah, was another left instance. Him there. Yeah, I left him there. And there was another instance uh, in which the dad walked in with his two boys, both of them about Tobias's age. And, you know, they were both wearing vests, just like Tobias. And he was, you know, in his swimsuit, he was ready to go. Uh, he looked like, you know, he could certainly handle it. But he just stayed on the side of the pool while engaging with his kids, you know, while talking with his kids. But he never went in. He wasn't, he didn't get wet. No, he didn't want to get wet, I guess. Yeah. And so he now. He wouldn't mess up his hair. Yeah, well, I'm sure his hair was pretty nice. <laughs> now, I, I'm, I'm sure these are, are great dads and, and, and great parents. I'm not questioning that. And maybe they had plans and circumstances that lent to their yeah. decisions. But sometimes, you know. If you're talking about taking the first step as being a disciple maker, sometimes it just begins with jumping in the pool, yeah. you know, with your kids. You know, Figuratively. To, yeah, yeah. Or and, maybe literally. Yeah, and literally. That, that there's, there's, a, there's a difference between whether you're in there with them yeah. and enjoying their company and seeing what they're doing versus if you're outside just watching or maybe you're absent. And so I just saw, wow, what a privilege it was to be in the pool with them. And, and I wouldn't trade that, you know, for, for any other uh, opportunity. Uh, but yet it was still a decision I had to make to jump in there. It wasn't mm -hmm. something that you take for granted or something that you just assume would happen. Yeah. I like that picture to keep in mind. Mm. Uh, because when you jump in, you you have to, uh, it has, it's messy, yeah. right? You're going to get your hair wet. You're going to mess up your makeup. Well, you know, not your makeup, PT, but you know, <laughs> you know, so it gets, uh, you have to be involved yourself fully. Yeah. And, and this is what it takes to, to make some memories. And so let me ask you this, Katie. What are some of the memories that you have with your kids, things that you remember? Yeah, like, like I said, my kids are grown, but there's certainly things that we remember with fondness. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, sometimes it's not always the big vacations, mm -hmm. but just the little things that we do every so often. One of the things we remember doing is making tents, making tents with chairs in the living room and then cover them with sheets and make tents. And we actually sleep over there overnight. Oh, wow. Yeah. It was pretty hard on my back. But yeah, I was in there. I was in yeah. there. Messed up my hair, too. But, uh, you know, that's one of the things that we do kind of semi-regularly. Oh, can we make a tent? Yeah, sure, make a tent, you know. It has, you know, on a Friday night if it's free or when they don't have to go to school the next day, we mm -hmm. would do that. Or when they have their friends over uh, for overnight, and we'll do that. And their, them and their friends will sleep in the living room with the tents. <laughs> that's great. That's one of the things that uh, I think they still remember. Yeah, those, those have become things that you just... You know, we'll never forget. And I think the thing about these kind of memories, vacations, and these are positive memories where we build relationships. Mm -hmm. right? It goes deeper 
and not just, oh, do your homework, have dinner, you know, right? These are positive times of just building that that bond and the connectedness with them. Yeah, and it's uniquely your family. No family does it the same way. That's true. Well, what, what do you do with your family, with your kids? Well, I mean, there's some relatively random traditions that's come to pass. Um, and so every year, uh, even though maybe we don't appreciate at the time, uh, Regina always makes us take family photos. Oh, and so, yeah. we, so we have a, a good friend um, that, that we know. And, and so we just, you know, every year he picks somewhere and we go take some photos. And you dress up. Sure. We dress, we, we dress differently. It's not necessarily formally mm-hmm. or, or anything uh, special, but we dress differently. And sometimes, you know, some themes are woven in there. But, but it's, it's, it's wonderful. Uh, not so much at the moment per se, but it's where then when we look back, you yeah. know, year after year, and, and a lot of these pictures go into a photo book that she yeah. creates. It's really meaningful to see, again, God's faithfulness. And mm-hmm. I think the passage of time always points to who is in control and who's holding us up, and that's God. And so that, that's a, a, something that we've been doing. Now, we also try to go to the LA Auto Show every year, which okay. is a little weird, too, because... Like your whole family? Yeah, we all go. Okay. Um, and, and probably we don't even like the same things. Um, <laughs> the kids just like jumping in and out of cars, especially when they were younger and they had no idea what they were doing. They just like pushing buttons and that was about it. But it's it's been a consistent memory that we would always make time to go and travel down to downtown LA and go see the auto show. Yeah. And there's things that we do, too, just uh, around Christmas time, uh, ways we... Uh, point to the story of Jesus, mm-hmm. ways in which we decorate the home together. Mm-hmm. Um, that's been consistent and that's been built in and all those things I, I think are things that my kids and, and certainly for, for us as parents that we remember. Well, one of the things we do for Christmas is we hide baby Jesus. I learned that at a workshop one year and, you know, I, I made a little baby Jesus out of uh, cloth, you know, uh-huh. and swaddled him. Uh-huh. And then I, we, my husband and I would hide him. Uh-huh. And then on Christmas Day, we got to look for baby Jesus, put him in his <laughs> cradle before we do anything else. That's so, so great. To this day, we still do it. When they come back for Christmas on Christmas Day, we got to look for baby Jesus first. Yeah. Why are we even looking for Easter eggs? We should look for baby Jesus. <laughs> well, you know, PT, uh, there are a lot of uh, adult children not living with their parents mm-hmm. uh, who might be listening today. Uh, what does that mean for them in the church's family context? I think in many ways, uh, it still grounds itself on walking alongside with them and making memories with them. Now, that is not going to look the same at all because they're not living in the home, but they're going to go through milestones. They're going to go through challenges, things that you yourself have gone through, whether it's spiritually or, or just normal life things, seasons that you go through. To be able to come alongside them and to be able to continue to encourage them and to ask questions and never ceasing to pray for them and taking yeah. initiative to do that. That's so important. And the thing is, when they're in that you know, young adults or maybe even married family phase, oftentimes they're too busy to come to you with these things. In fact, mm-hmm. they just want to hold themselves together. Mm-hmm. And so this is where family as church it continues in that if you're seeing yourself as a disciple maker and an influencer in their lives, you will take initiative and go to them. You will pray for them. You will ask them questions and do your part to make memories. What, what, how about for the single? They're living away from home. Mm-hmm. They have roommates. Uh, mm-hmm. How is that family as church? What is their family? Would their roommates be kind of like their family where they can kind of live out church context in their apartment kind of thing? Well, we certainly would love to see that. And that if it's an apartment full of uh, believers, or at least there's one other that you can walk with, that there's so much that you can do. And then the connection to the local church where they're able to be part of a larger spiritual family, uh, that's certainly valuable. But to the extent in which everyone is able to connect with their families, I think as a single, 
maybe it's helpful just to kind of remember, hey, you know, through God's grace and kindness, he brought me through to where I am today. Whether it's a fully functional, healthy family or not, or, or maybe a broken one that, that has its issues and, and, and sins and struggles, that God used whatever family that I had growing up to bring me to where I am today. And so it's always an opportunity uh, to, to serve and to encourage and, and to pray for and to rekindle even as you get older, especially if you're single. Well, I would encourage also the singles to pray for their parents. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know as a parent, I never stop praying for my kids. Yeah. And especially now that they're older, I have more time. I'm not as busy doing the daily things of uh, changing diapers and all that. Mm-hmm. What can I do for my kids now? The only thing I can do for them now is pray for them. Yeah. And same with uh, singles. What can you do for your parents? Mm-hmm. They don't need your money or, you know, you don't buy them anything for Mother's Day. You know, you know, moms are, don't buy me anything. You know, they're Chinese about it, don't spend money. But, you know, what you can do for your parents is to pray for them and pray for God's continued grace upon them. I, I would appreciate prayers for my kids because they know me best. Yeah. And they know how to, they would know how to pray for me. Yeah. And if you want to buy them something. Go buy them something. I think they'll be blessed. <laughs> but just know that it's not the thing, but it's why you're buying that thing for them. Yeah. I just want to plug that in because Mother's Day is coming up. And Oh, you don't yeah, say. Yeah, yeah. You can buy me something. <laughs> you can still buy me something. Wow. Yeah, yeah, this is a good plug there. Okay, so you know what? I hear that you're going on vacation next month too. Yes, I am. What's going on with that? I am finally taking a break with um, just Mike and I. Mm-hmm. We're going to Hawaii. You know what? That sounds great. We're still planning it out. We've got our place that we're staying, got an Airbnb mm-hmm. uh, with an ocean view. Wow. I'll tell you about it next month. Yeah, let's definitely start off with that next month. Well, thanks for listening. And if you have any thoughts or questions you'd like to ask PT or I, feel free to contact us at our individual emails at terrence at fcbcwalnut.org or katie, that's K-A-T-Y at fcbcwalnut.org. Or you can also email to social media at fcbcwalnut.org. When we answer your question, we'll keep your name anonymous, so no worries there. But we would love to hear back from you. Let us know what topics you'd like us to address. Anything that's related to um, anything. I don't know. Yeah, anything. So much. Yeah, so much we can talk about. Can we ask you about, um, you know, your bad hair day when you went to the pool with Tobias? You know, maybe. <laughs>